0: Check out these great RPGs, in addition to card games and other fantastic things they offer, at blokegames.squarespace.com or at drivethroughrpg.com. Bloke Games. The worlds are fiction, but the fun is real. Abed and all hope listeners, you're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about Stuff with your host Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old man Grognard here. Hope you're all doing well. It is a nice, sunny, cold day out, as it is this time of year. I wanted to talk about stocking dungeons. You game masters who like to stock dungeons, and I know I do, and you have to every once in a while. What the heck? Now, I'm still reeling over this uh, original edition campaign book by Eric Johansson that he sent me. I'm still trying to. find the time to do the review here and the the thing one of the things that really blew me away not really blow me away but I mean why I didn't do this before I don't know is dungeon stocking done fast and he really came up with a really nice simple elegant system to do that and just to go to for an overview um, you roll as many d6s as you have rooms in the dungeon. And those that are a 5 or a 6, they have a monster in them. Then you take, the, roll as many d6s as there are rooms with creature, or he says creatures, creatures in them, monsters. And the number of the dice, that have a 4, 5, or 6 on there. That means there's a treasure he, that the creature has in the room with them. Not necessarily guarding, it's just there. Could be. And then you roll as many d6 as the number of empty rooms. Every six is the number of rooms containing treasure. And everything else, and then it says roll as many d6 as the number of occupied rooms determined by step one, and sort the dice as follows. One, the creature is one level weaker than the dungeon level. Two to four, the creature is the same level as the dungeon level. Three, Five, the creature is one level stronger. The, six, the creature is two levels stronger. So it really makes it easy to stock up a dungeon at, on short notice. Now, here's my question. And this is a kind of a chicken and egg type of thing. Because I like doing dungeons with themes. I like them to fit into the adventure. And even if I only have, say, an hour to make, or a half hour to make an adventure, I can still do it with an eye towards that. So, what do you do for, and, you know, but I still want to do the, the, the stocking like you said. What do you do first? You figure out the theme first and then do the stocking, or stock it first and then figure out the theme. If you have a rough theme in your head when you're trying to plan it, that's good. But if you don't, you can still do that. Here's what I'm thinking. I should stock this dungeon first because I just want to see what's going to happen when you lay something like that out. Because when you're putting generalities in there, like a monster is weaker, stronger, whatever, and you just lay it into the room, you have a lot of leeway, a lot of leeway to determine what it is. And at that point, if I'm doing dungeon stocking fast, what I will do is grab my random encounter chart, or if I don't have one, find one in one of the books I have, say the 1E random encounter chart is really good, depending on what level it is, of course, and then pick from there. You can figure out if something's stronger or weaker by doing that. And don't forget multiples of things. Like, there's not just one orc, there are six orcs type of thing. And then I look at what I have and I go, hmm, okay, what do I have and how does this fit around a theme? What kind of dungeon should this be? Where is it located? You know, if you're planning an adventure in your head real fast and you've already got a location, so it's like, fine, it's in this location, so I'm going to work towards this. And he also brings a good point, is an empty room isn't just an empty room. In other words, it's empty of mechanics. So, but, and what he means is game mechanics. But there can be like empty barrels in there, broken furniture, maybe a skeleton, uh papers all over the place, Uh a, you know, something like that, empty chest. So, you know, make it and make it to fit, fit the theme of what you're doing. You know, if you come and then you can start go, then you can start to go because another thing I, li- I usually like to do is determine what this dungeon is used for. But if you don't do that at, at the beginning, you can, uh you can like, you know, sky's the limit. You can make you can make the theme fit around it. Okay, this is a bedroom, this is a barracks, this is a toilet, this is a kitchen type of thing. So and and when you roll on there, it sort of suggests things to you. There's also other charts around there, like around there, like when he's got dungeon dressing and all this other stuff. But anyway, I'm thinking that you should probably roll first. Roll first, then figure it out. Like I said, if you've already got a rough theme going on, feel free. You know, me can make that work. But if you got nothing, and you got say a twelve room dungeon, and you start rolling on here, okay, I got these many rooms are occupied. This has got a monsters in here. This one's a powerful monster. This one's these are a bunch of weak ones. This that and the other thing. And then you can start playing around. Things start happening in my head. You know, and then I come up with some kind of theme. This theme may suggest itself. You never know. And also, there's things like, I haven't even discussed traps or tricks or something like that. You can have traps in there. That's no, take one or two of the empty rooms, put a trap in there. And determine what kind of trap and this and that and the other. This is where the creativity comes in. So, basically, you've cut your work in half as far as stocking the dungeon and what it's for. And its purpose. It's got to have a purpose. So, give that a try and see if that works. So i got to go start my day. So if you guys want to talk to me about this or anything else, oldmangrognard at gmail.com or drop a voicemail and anchor. We are monetized so as little as 99 cents a month, you too can help support this program, and I would thank you. You want to do my Ko-fi page? You can donate there, ko-fi.com slash oldmangrognard. I want to thank these guys who give the monthly thing, okay? Jonathan, Oliver, Gilbert, Juan Carlos, Daniel, Dan, Benjamin, Jason, John Allen, Aaron, Michael, Randy, and Joe. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. For other good podcasts, there is Dan Gregg's Jung, Y-U-N-G, the Jung Grognar podcast, Mark C. Wallring's The Yawning Albear podcast, Kevin at The Red Caps podcast, Daniel Norton at The Bandits Keep podcast, Randy and Joe at The Biggest Geekest podcast. We also have Big John Allen, Larges, The Red Dice Diary at my friend Eric Tinkar's Tavern Chat. So, till I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air.